welcome to the Cup of Tea podcast. I'm Mike Ewan. And I'm Catherine Lilly. And we both work in the Teaching Excellence Academy at the University of Hull, where our roles are to develop, celebrate and promote HE level teaching. This podcast is designed to explore and share some of the fantastic teaching practices here at the university by showcasing work of some of our colleagues, what they do, how and why they do it, and what the impact has been. In this week's episode, we're joined by Ed Hurst from Creative Writing, who talks about the innovative ways he builds engagement with his students and a sense of community. So without further ado, pour yourself a cup of tea and enjoy the show. Well, so we'll get started. So welcome, Ed. Uh, thanks for coming along and having a cup of tea. But it's not just a cup of tea today, is it? No, it's not. I've, I've brought with me some some wonderful non-alcoholic prosecco for us all to share. I think I think we need the full pun of the title. What the no secco? No secco. Yeah, this is my it's my specialty drink. I like to bring this to any events that I'm invited to. Even when I'm not asked, I just like to provide. Just, it's, it's just to arrive at the door. Exactly. <laughs> This. Oh, I have to crack it open. So, well, I mean, if I could just defer to someone else to do oh. that, that would be wonderful. I'll just gently slide this across the table. Twist the bottom. Twist the, oh, twist the bottom. Not well, you should be doing okay. This is, this is good for the audio format, isn't it? Watching me awkwardly. Uh, <laughs> it helps. We can all sit in silence while you do it as well. Yeah, ramp, ramp up the pressure. <laughs> so you knock out one of the sailing tiles. Cool. Yeah, this, oh, this is proper. Oh, yeah, no, no expenses spared. Oh, wow. There we go. No budget for this podcast either, so I hope you're not going to claim it back. <laughs> so there we go. Hey, there we go. Oh, no spill. Oh, this is lovely. I don't even think we should talk now. I think we should just sit here and drink those. Again. Someone's going to yeah, come into it. this room. Thank you. Someone's going to come into this room in a second. That's what the hell we're doing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, have you booked this room? Uh, yeah. yeah. We'll say it's a leaving party. It'll be fine. Yeah. I'm kicking out already. I just. Yeah. Said. <laughs> this is our way of telling you. <laughs> Yeah, so, yeah, cheers. cheers. Let's start with the cheers. That's the... It's a plastic that's the cup, sound so you're not going to get the, uh, you're gonna get the sound. <laughs> we'll, add it, we'll edit that in later. <laughs> um, but yeah, when you've, when you've had your first sip, do you mind uh, introducing yourself and telling a bit of background about yourself? Yeah, sure. So I'm, I'm Ed Hurst. I teach in creative writing. Um, I write stories. That's, that's kind of my thing. I do been short stories um, for a number of years, and um, I've got my first novel coming out potentially the end of twenty twenty three, which is very exciting. Yeah. Um, so I'm looking forward to that. I remember you trying to finish that, and you were supposed to get it submitted. So. I know. I, I still kind of am. I've got the, the final, final sort of copy edits and everything are due by the end of this month, and uh, so just watching the days sort of gently filter by. Going, so I've got plenty of time to get this sorted. <laughs> Uh, for any students listening, I'm always on time with my deadlines. Um, <laughs> but if you get the pre-order link uh, set up in time, we can put it in the notes of the podcast. So oh, that would yeah, be great. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. great. Uh, I, I primarily do genre fiction. That's my area. Um, so fantasy, science fiction, horror, the main things that I write, and the main things that I, sort of, I teach on. Um, yeah, I've been at Hull. I was a student here, did my PhD here. Um, I wasn't an undergraduate here, but I did my PhD here, and then I just sort of stuck around like a bad smell. Sometimes yeah, here now. there's a lot of people doing Hull. <laughs> As I did, 20 years now, in County. So you got me beaten just by a little bit there, Mike. Yeah, just a little bit here, we won't go into that. <laughs> Great, so um, you've come along to talk today about some of the ways of trying to promote engagement with your courses, like, would that be right? And... Yeah, I think so. I think when I, when I first started the job, I remember doing my interview and um, I looked through the NSS results and sort of, what, what is it that we do well and what is it that we can improve on? And one of the things that really stuck out to me was the student community. And I thought mm. there was a lot of stuff you can do with student community. 
and I got really excited about that. So I remember talking about it in my interview about how this, yeah, I was really excited to look into this community stuff and build it up and get students involved and excited about things. So over the time I've been here since then, that's kind of been one of my big focuses, one of the things I was really excited um, yeah, today you're excited to get doing. Yeah. Uh, actually, I'm very pleased actually that our last, our latest NSS results, the ones that have just come out, um, have us top in the sector for creative writing for learning community. Uh, um, and I was really, really proud of that. Hence the, hence the no Zeko celebration. Of course, you say we have an excuse, don't we? Um, but yes, I, you know, I obviously like to take all the credit for it, but of course it's a student community, it's, it's all the students, it's really very little to do with me, so it's making sure that the students have got that space to, you know, to share those ideas and to collaborate and to engage with one another. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so it's been wonderful to watch this, this huge student community just sort of forming, especially because obviously I've, I've been here mostly during COVID, yeah. um, right, so watching course, this yeah. community form when everyone was online and when you can actually see people physically, I've, again, I'm just very impressed with the students <laughs> that we have. I, if I could have done it as, as a student myself, I struggled enough as it was without lockdowns and all that kind of stuff and uh, and yet they've really thrived and they've really it's, it's such a bustling welcoming and friendly community now i'm just like i'm just i'm really impressed with all their hard work yeah. oh, brilliant so i suppose what were some of the things you, you you the ideas you came in with like were there particular areas you thought you'd like to see develop or yeah it was when i started i think one of the things i was really interested in was making sure that the sort of boundaries between different year groups were sort of dissolved so you didn't have your first yeah. years in one box your second years in another and then same with postgraduates as well you know ma's and phd's they're still a part of the community they're just sort of studying in a slightly different way yeah. um so when i started i sort of i did a founded slash took over a group and um, called it whole hu rights a whole uni rights um, and encouraged students from all the year groups that we had, including postgraduate, to get involved. Uh, and originally, we put on a um, a showcase at the end of um, at the end of um, autumn term and the end of spring term. Um, we did that in the arts cafe, and we still do those now. Um, we did them on online during COVID, but that yeah. was how they all sort of started. And it was just nice to get a lot of students from different year groups together. And they do everything, so they plan it, they get the room set right. up, they do the audio. We had some film students coming in and doing the video and having those as part of their portfolios. Yeah. Obviously, all the pieces were written by students. They were performed by students, because if you wanted to read your own piece, you can. But if you want yeah. someone else to perform it for you, you can have that as well. Um, and they just built this entire event just from scratch, from nothing. Again, I just sort of booked rooms. Um, so that was that's how it kind of got started. Um, and then when we went into that first sort of COVID lockdown, which was what, March 2020, my entire life. So we went into that first lockdown. We we didn't want I didn't want that stuff to disappear. Yeah. So we did a digital showcase that trimester and just did it via Teams, but had okay. the same kind of aesthetic. And again, students organised it all, did all the technological support, get everyone into the core and all that kind of Brilliant. stuff. Yeah. Um, and we also during that trimester we yeah. founded um, a student magazine called Document One. Right. Like, the word documents the first thing that comes up. I'm, I'm very I'm very proud of it. Yeah, it's a great time. <laughs> Um, so yeah, they founded that as well, and that was our first two issues of that were solely done online. Um, and again, students edited it, they did the art for it, they put it together, um, they, everything that was needed for it was all done, was all student-led um, from different members of the community. But the other thing I want to make sure when we went into the, that lockdown is that we didn't lose that on-campus sort of community that you have. Yeah, you know, yeah, I can't book yeah. a room for people and say, well, it's all, it's all sitting here and we'll do something just creative chat. writing. Oh well, yeah, just, just to have a sort of a chat together. Um, so I started doing those, the Twitch live streams that was okay. in response to the to lock, the original lockdown. Uh, I think I made a joke with one of my third years that if they passed their assessment or whatever, that I would do, I'd do a stream on Twitch and that's how I do my lectures yeah, from okay. there on out. Um, so I did it first thinking it'd be a sort of a one-off thing, but you no know, one would be particularly interested <laughs> to Ed doing video games badly. You know, I can't, I can't see the appeal of that myself um we played sonic the hedgehog um, but those people turned up and it was just really fun to just have that space to just sort of chat and not be in a classroom and i wasn't asking them questions about you know how's your assessments going or have yeah, anybody yeah, thought yeah. about what derrida said the other day and all that kind of stuff it was just about 
how, I don't know, hanging out and talking about stuff that came to mind and topics you can't really talk about in class, you know, things yeah. that you don't have space for in a module but that you're really interested in and getting that sort of student feedback there as well. So could you speak a bit more about the platform because you've mentioned it a couple of times, Twitch? Yeah, of course. I say, if you've not used it before, Twitch is a, is a live streaming platform. It's got some similarities with things like Teams but it's much more open to the public so you just need a web address, you go onto that and then you can watch the live stream, you can listen to it and if you sign up for a free account you can make comments on the slide as well so you can okay. talk directly to the person who's streaming. Um, my understanding was that it was just used for video games. I've since yeah. discovered that yeah. you can use it for other things as well, but right. my understanding is pri primarily it's a video game market, platform. Yeah, yeah. Um, so you, so you, you upload your, you're sort of playing your video game live with the gameplay streaming, you can sort of talk over the top, you can put a webcam over the top as well, yeah. but I always feel like the less students want to see of my face, the better, so <laughs> keep that option off. Um, and then let's say you engage with the people who are watching and they can, I, know, I think in more traditional streams they sort of give you help, you know, if you don't know how to get over a particular puzzle right. in the game, then the okay. chat can help you get through it and things yeah. like that. My chat tends to just make fun of me for being quite bad at video games. Um, but yeah, so it's, it's completely open to members of the public, so to attend the students just have to go to a, a web address, which is twitch.tv forward slash Ed Hurst. Um, and right. I've been, at the moment I'm running them on Wednesdays, so I do them 6 till 7pm every Wednesday. Um, and then just sort of turn up just to sort of have discussions and just sort of remember that we're all still here. We can all still have that you know, that corridor conversation that you can't really have when we were in that lockdown. You just can't you can't meet people face to face. Yeah. Um, and they just sort of kept going from then. I sort of I, every year I kind of expect someone to be able to say, all right, that, that's enough yeah, now. Yeah, you've, yeah. You've, you've done plenty to stop it. <laughs> um, but there seems to be still sort of a desire for them to keep going. And I'm happy to. I said to the students, I'll keep doing them as long as sort of a bunch of them want me to do it. I'm happy to keep going yeah. as long as there's interest in them. Um, so yeah, we've been going now for what, so two and a half years and do, worth of streams. Do you find that you being like, actively engaged in something other than a course, uh, a module, whatever they may be, they, they can focus on you as a game player and then the conversation builds off the back of that. They're, they're not focusing on their, the lecturer or the, uh, the academic. It's a different kind of space, so it yeah. facilitates a different sort of mask. You know, we all wear different masks at different stages in our lives. You know, we're different with partners as we are with friends as we are with colleagues as we are with yeah. students and all that kind of stuff. So there's a very different sort of approach I think to a live stream obviously as you can imagine it's a lot more casual um, it's a lot less formal I've been known to swear occasionally on the stream which I know I've, I get scolded for quite often but I think it's, it is a different approach I think it's yeah. more useful it, again, it reminds me of the approach that we have for sort of the HE Write stuff as well that it's not sort of as, as formal it's much more free form yeah. um, but it also means the focus I think it's going to weird but the focus isn't on me you know, in a classroom, if you're stood at the front, no matter what you're doing, your group work or peer-to-peer -peer work, the focus is always going to return back to you because you're stood by the lecture yeah. and then you've got the PowerPoint or you've got the screen up next to you. Whereas on the stream, I feel often it's more, I'm just more background noise. Right. Um, and quite often students will say they'd actually pay that much attention to what I'm doing, which is good for me because I'm terrible. Um, but it's more about the conversation they can have amongst themselves and that's more just I'm just kind of in the room whilst they're having a chat. And for me, that's been a really a real positive to see and something really really exciting. I said that, you know, just they're watching the interactions between sort of different year groups, you know, sort of second years, perhaps concerned about a particular assessment and the third year will come and say, oh, don't worry, we did that last year and here are some resources that I found useful. Or um, first years even talking to sort of MA students and reminding them of, you know, here are some writing exercises that we do right at the start that and they've sort of oh, MA okay. students have forgotten about yeah. it. And actually, yeah. that is a really good idea. You hear about that kind of peer support. Upwards. Yeah, so I think it's one of the great things to see. Obviously, you know, assessment-based stuff tends to be, we've already done it so we can help you yeah. with it. But, you know, just as writers together, there really isn't a hierarchy that I've seen. You know, if people are working on their projects, you know, someone might say, I don't know, I'm really struggling with this fight scene that I'm writing. Does anybody have any recommendations for good writers on fight scenes or good techniques that I might use? And it doesn't matter what year they're in compared to the person asking the question. People just pile in with suggestions and recommendations and things. Yeah. And what's great for me is that a week later, you do the next live stream, and someone will say, oh, by the way, thank you so-and-so for, for recommending that book. 
book I've read it and now oh, I've right. submitted my scene for my assessment or whatever it's yeah. that they're doing it for yeah. and it's been great and so I mentioned assessments a lot actually but a lot of the live stream stuff as well isn't assessment based it's right. an opportunity to say well in my spare time I also write because okay. creative writers that's what they tend to do mm-hmm. I can't get feedback on this in class because it's not for a class brief but I'd like people to have a look at it is anybody interested in the sort of form mm-hmm. feedback groups and things like that in just again in the chat whilst I'm falling into a pit or something yeah. I think providing that space them to collaborate but it's, it's a space almost owned by them and familiar to a lot of them not all of them but and it not being a canvas dash but a discussion yeah. for example yeah. and it's comfortable and, and almost it's not anonymous but it is kind of <coughs> a safe space for them to talk in a way that they might not feel comfortable doing in a face-to-face no, abs- absolutely and so they've all got sort of usernames on twitch so obviously some of them came in with usernames that they'd already set up yeah. accounts for some of them have made it but very few of them go by their names oh. uh, but interestingly i always ask when someone arrives do you want me to call you by your username or would you like to use your your, your name and mm-hmm. i've got a master list again perhaps i should be spoiling behind the curtain <laughs> this time i've got a master list that i've written down of all the student um Usernames versus all the student actual names, so people yeah. who want to be referred to by their actual names, I've got those ones ready to go. Yeah. Um, and that's pretty, that's pretty again, it's just really, I think it is quite useful that that kind of that semi anonymity, you know, they're still, they don't wear it sort of a university space and that, that yeah. the, the teacher, as it were, is in the room, but it, that sort of semi anonymity, I think, makes it easier for them to sort of feel like humans as well. And I know we talk about students as students a lot, but you know, they're also mm. human beings, they've yeah. got other things going on, and it, I think it lets them be a lot more themselves without that label of student. There's just mm. someone who's there to be a part of it. And, and there's something that you kind of set up as a way of, of keeping in touch with students and building that community. You actually then were able to build a scholarship project out of it for your PCAP, weren't you? Yeah, that's true. So I wrote a research report about the uh, about the, the streams and how they'd worked and things like that. And that was that was really interesting, actually, sort of looking at it from that sort of academic angle, because I hadn't done it with that in mind. You know, I just mm. done it because I thought, well, this would be fun. Let's, let's see how this goes. And sort of maybe I built the project from the ground up. But it was really interesting looking back at it and thinking about all the bits that had sort of gone into it and all the ways it developed and things like that. I didn't imagine they'd last particularly long when I started them but the fact they keep going and they get their numbers keep growing on the streams as well which I'm always a bit concerned about I, like I should be hiding this area of myself a bit more but um, <laughs> but no it's been great to see that increased um, sort of engagement with it this, the more years that we do it and the student feedback too has been fantastic mm. um, as I obviously mentioned sort of the creative writing specific benefits to it but it's also been lovely that say on open days we meet some students or applicants who have, who have applied to come and study with us and they're obviously naturally a bit nervous about coming to university for the first time so some of them have come to the streams and talked to people and said well, what was it like you know, what's it like yeah. to start your first yeah. week yeah. Um, and obviously it's a hugely positive community absolutely I have to make sure that's really clear the students are absolutely fantastic mm. um, but the, the help they then provide you know, oh yeah I, I lived here this is a good place to go for a beer or yeah. this is a place yeah. that you can play board games or these are things to pack with you, you know that make sure you remember your toothbrush because everyone forgets it for the first week and things like that <laughs> it's just been fantastic to watch it again watch them kind of grow with that and be able to offer that sort of that peer-to-peer support and, and lovely as well that postgraduates are getting involved with that because particularly phd students but also master students can be quite isolated they're quite Absolutely. kind of focused on one tiny little aspect of one niche area but to actually then perhaps speak to others about their passions and share their interests with others. I think that's lovely that they're coming together in that way. Oh, absolutely. And there's a real interest for it as well, which I think people perhaps don't don't understand. I remember when I was doing my PhD, uh, I was told that enjoy talking about your research now because no one's going to ask you again as soon as you get your PhD. (laughs) (laughs) But but when PhD students do sort of come into the chat and start start talking, the the first thing everyone asks is, what's your research in? What stories are you looking into? And there is just this general interest in the projects that they've been putting together and how well they've been doing it. And again, you know, sort of third year saying, oh, what interesting you're doing a crime thesis. I just read this book. Would you be interested in reading it? And PhD students go, oh, yeah, actually, that's a really good one. I haven't heard of that one. And yeah. sort of pulling that together, I think it's fantastic. It helps them to kind of articulate what it is that they're researching, and you know, because it can 
take time to get that researcher identity and to get confidence in what it is that you're looking at yeah. and to feel that it's worthy and authentic and but yeah taking those steps to explain it to other people that aren't going to be a peer review panel or a external examiner you know it's just that that must help them as well to develop their thinking and their ideas oh de- definitely and because it's uh, this, all the comments are written there's no the only audio is me sort of yammering on and then the game noise in the background so you can sort of you can prepare a response as well which i think is, is sort of a new, a new another facilitator to have things be a bit more comfortable you don't have yeah. to respond immediately you can type it out see if you're happy with what you've put and then sort of post that going forwards yeah. um, but i should say as well the student community have helped me with my creative ideas as well um so i can't remember how this came about but someone was talking about human blood in one of the live streams i think we're playing spyro if you want to go back and check the taste <laughs> um, but someone was talking I can't remember what the context was they talk about the makeup of human blood I was like actually there's iron in human blood isn't there and I'm writing a story where not to spoil too much of the, yeah. of the novel um, where you can sort of uh, drain some of your own blood and it will capture one of your memories and it turns into a metal I was like actually right. I could do that with the human blood because it's got the metal in it already yeah. and the sort of the idea kind of coalesced just from having that conversation I was very grateful yeah. for that that just happened yeah. to come up I was sitting there not quite for about five minutes whilst playing the game but actually this is a really good way of linking those two ideas together oh, stop. got my notebook next to me just sort of scribbling furiously to get the idea down but just to go back on that idea of sort of sharing your research sort of in that way, because I said, as soon as I've done that, I said, yeah. to everyone, by the way, just so when this comes out in the book, know that it was you guys that inspired oh, this particular idea. Um, but we also have to have a, a special guests, there are always special guests when they come on the live stream from people from different departments and different mm. disciplines. Um, and again, I'm sort of fighting back against that idea that as soon as you've got your PhD, no one cares about your research anymore. So I've been mm. inviting other academics, had people from American studies, from film, from history, have come on the stream and just had an excuse to talk about what they actually research, you know, not what they're teaching, right. but what they're writing, what monographs they're interested in, or what films they've been watching, and things like that. And again, there's a huge interest from the students just yeah. to get to know what it is we do when we're not in the classroom, and what it is that we do when we're not, you know, talking to them, and how our own research informs things. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, I think it's been fantastic just to see that there is a real interest for us yeah. talking about the other bits that we do that aren't necessarily as student-facing, which has been really nice. Yeah, yeah that's it. That human side just keeps coming back to that. Yeah. Put in, because I think what you mentioned earlier about it always come back to you in a traditional classroom. Even if you sit at the back of the lecture theatre, let them do group work, they know you're there yeah. and you're always the centre point of it. But it's, if you can provide those types of engagement, then all of that softens, those boundaries soften at the other time. And, and then you'd hope that they bring that back into the class. Have you seen that? Have you seen how within the classroom, pe- the way people behave has changed? Maybe come to this yeah, I mean, you can definitely see sort of the, the, the recognition between students who have worked with each other. I mean, to be yeah. like the, the main ones are, so when we do HU Rights meetings, which are obviously we now do on campus again, so students from, I don't say, second year, meeting the third year for the first time, go, oh, it's you from the streams, I've been uh, talking to you for yeah. this, this yeah. many weeks, I've never actually met you face to face and in person. Um, so I found that's been really useful. But yeah, when you sort of get into the classroom, I think, obviously creative writing, everyone assumes is you sit by yourself in a room and smash your head in the typewriter until you've got your piece ready. But it's such a community subject. There's so yeah. much about workshopping, about developing your ideas. It's very much the, the idea of the sort of the miserable, isolated writer. It's really not what modern writing is like. It's really something I try and push back against. Yeah. And watching, again, these sort of community groups because they do know each other as human beings as well as students. And seeing that familiarity start to breed in the classroom, I think has been re- it's really inspirational, actually, yeah. to just see how how into these ideas they get um, and how, again, that sort of facilitation from what was on the stream into coming into the classroom. Because um, yeah, you know, I get sort of people come up to me in breaks and say, oh, you, know, you, you were talking about this book on the stream the other day while well, I read it and I actually don't like this particular section. Okay. And sort of bring, this is how I want to approach it. And so they go, excellent. That is exactly how you should be yeah. doing it. Yeah. I say, if your students don't know this book, we love it when they disagree with us. Right? That's, that's yeah. exactly what you should yeah. be doing. Yeah. You've done the research and you want to tell me that you want to approach it's it a different way. Absolutely do it. It's a fantastic mm-hmm. part of it. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Are there any particular kind of aspects of it that you could 
promote to people in other disciplines or other areas who are looking to build something similar? And I'm guessing Twitch has been your platform, the platform you've used, and but I'm, I'm guessing this could work in other areas, other platforms, other... Definitely. Things. Well, alongside the Twitch, we also have a Discord, um, which okay. I know some departments have sort of have built in the past and some of them have continued, some of them haven't. Um, but that's kind of like a, the legacy place. So the Discord, again, for those people who perhaps haven't used it before, it's like it's kind of very similar to WhatsApp. It's really like a chat room and it's always online. You can always sort of talk to the other people who are enrolled into that particular Discord. Um, and again, I use the terminology wrong here, so if people do know Discord, I'm very <laughs> yeah. sorry, I'm going to get all this wrong. But there's sort of a main channel, if yeah. you like, um, where people, which people add themselves to or can follow a link to get involved in. And there are sort of sub-channels or breakout rooms, or yeah. there, there's definitely a word for it, but I can't remember what it is, um, which can have their own specific focuses. So I have a main one, which is just called something like Whole University Creative Writers. And then there's lots of breakout rooms that have been built to the students' requests, so oh, things okay. like... Um, some people are really interested in tabletop RPGs, you know, Dungeons and Dragons, that yeah, kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. So they've, I've, they've set up a group, I set up a group for them, but I'm not a part of it. I'm just yeah. there so they can use that as a space to decide when they're going to do their next meetings. And we've got ones for people sharing their work, so they can, again, that classwork yeah, that yeah. I've, got, I've written this, but I'm not sure about it. I want to submit it for an assessment when people have a look at it. Mm -hmm. um, the feedback they give is great. Again, I should point that out, just watching how, how insightful the students are to each other's work and how much detail mm -hmm. they go into, even though this is, you know, it's not for class, it's not for any particular explicit reason. It's just to help each other out and be that community it's been fantastic but then the other side of things again sort of how, how I feel like perhaps you could use this more is the humour side of things as well Yeah. so we have a, another channel I think I call it Spicy Memes again I took this from <laughs> this was very much the recommendation to me um, and it's sort of just engaging with that side of things as well yeah. so you know I, I've, I've built some memes in my time yeah, 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 yeah. I'm not particularly fluent in them but I'm, I'm trying that's the important part <laughs> I can't begrudge me for that um, but just engaging with that you know the tongue in cheek things and not having to take things too seriously yeah. and just being able to indulge in that a little bit I think was, is really useful and again like you just keep saying like it just takes back to the fact that we are humans you know yeah, sometimes yeah. A, a, an awful pun will make me laugh in fact most yeah. of the time an awful pun will make me laugh I'm a big fan yeah. um, but yeah so I think that kind of that aspect as well is is also important I think that the trap you can fall into is that you sort of try and replicate the classroom environment outside of the classroom yeah. so it feels right. like another lesson um, and I feel like that's perhaps that's what I was really really desperate to avoid when I started thinking about how I wanted to do this and what shape I wanted them to take because they've got enough classes with us, you know, they've got enough, yeah. they've got enough yeah. lessons. They know Ed the academic, exactly. they know more about Ed the creative writer. Yeah. It's providing different spaces for them to interact with you in different ways, you know, you, some courses that perhaps have fieldwork elements, you get that informal interaction, yeah, working alongside yeah. somebody over a period yeah. of days and this is kind of... Um, replicating that but online I guess. yeah definitely and they've, all, they've, they've created their own discord as well which they often post the link in which is explicitly one without me in it right. because I, you know, students deserve the right to, the to have a go at us if they've yeah. 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 done something they're not happy with it or if so deadlines change or something they deserve the right to be able to vent at that without me mm -hmm. seeing it so I quite like that there's that aspect as well but there is a, I think it's a, a slightly smaller sort of tangential one that I don't have access to that is explicitly called we all hate head and it's <laughs> just a massive one um, but I think it's good, it's good for them to have that space as well. I think, yeah. it's, I think it is important, you know, we deserve to be around to that sometimes. And that's but also it's good that. that you know that community, so you know how they'd be going about that, if you know what I mean. If they're constructive, they're supportive, they're, yeah. if they have a problem with you, somebody else might suggest uh, the way of getting around that and so on and so forth. Definitely. And there's there's a direct message function on Discord as well. So yeah. occasionally if you want to just talk to me without everyone seeing what you posted in the chat room, okay, you can yeah. just contact me and say there's, there's something going on. Obviously I've told the students that it's kind of the last thing I check. So you, you know, right. if you're desperate, to, you need something in an emergency, email, then Teams, and then perhaps Discord. But yeah. I always get back to responding to those Discord messages because again, I think it's 
it can feel more freeing to be able to type like that, especially if you're a frequent Discord yeah. user and this yeah. is how you're used to communicating. Yeah. Your platform, so to speak. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and you can send little gifts alongside it as well, so I'll get questions about assessments with, you know, like a cartoon character pulling their hair out and things like that. And that's just entertaining, you know, I enjoy that. I enjoy those messages going through. Email doesn't quite have the same ring to it, you know? Yeah, but I think, it, again, it shows, it helps them maybe portray their anxiety in a way using a GIF or in a potentially more relaxed way because they're familiar with the platform and they are feel like you're more approachable because you've made the effort to go into one of their spaces. Mm. Yeah. No, it's, it's been really interesting. I've really, I've really enjoyed building this side of things because mm. um, all I was really sort of set out to do was right. I want to make sure that all the different year groups can work together. That's why I think yeah. it's so important, especially for creative subjects. I think that if you're going to have collaborations, they need to be across year groups as well. Because yeah. um, I have a background in drama, and that's how I remember my undergraduate. You know, when you audition for a play you would do it with the second years, the third years, the first years, and the um, postgraduate students, you'd all be auditioning for the same part. I thought that's right. a really useful way of seeing it, that you know everybody's sort of equal at starting point, it's just how good you do your audition. And for me, that was the same thing. Creative mm-hmm. writing has the exact same thing. It's not like when you submit a piece to a magazine, the editor goes, well, I was going to publish this one, but you are actually a first year. <laughs> yeah. Not as good one from a third year, but they are a third year, so we'll put that one in there instead. Yeah. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. very much that sort of meritocracy kind of approach to things. Yeah. Um, I think it really suits. And, and do you get a sense that it helps with sort of transitions into... You know, into university in the first place and, and through the different years so they've got this ready-made group of people of peers that they can speak to about those challenges I, I definitely I say yeah, so every year we get sort of a, a couple of students that find the discord quite early for you know whatever reason and will come in and say oh, you know, I'm starting in September does anybody have any advice and again it's just it's that friendly that welcoming in mm-hmm. I remember um, obviously it was used a lot more um, during the lockdown years we had that new first years who kind of did most things if not everything online for yeah. the entire first year and it was wonderful seeing when they got to second year finally meeting up with the third years and the MAs that they've been talking to and knowing for a year but finally yeah. seeing them in real life and again, it's, 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 very, it's very kind of humbling to see the way that, they, you know, that interaction playing out in real time and knowing that they've got that support, you know, through each other. But again, it was nothing to do with me. I just set up a room for them. Yeah. So that was, that was really nice to see. And so every year we get, I always invite um, anybody who's, you know, applicant experience days or open days or things like that, if they're interested in getting a flavour of the, of the course, you come to a live stream and have a chat in there. If they want to come to the Discord, they're more than welcome to be there as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and people tend to stick around as well, which has been interesting. So you've got grad- you know, a, a swath of graduates that are still in the Discord and still engaged. And again, we'll say, oh, don't worry, I did my third year. It's not that horrible. Yeah. Um, and they've, you know, Erasmus students and things like that as well. So okay. coming, you know, coming in from a different country or from yeah, a different university and saying, you know, well, how is it, how, what's it like at home? And that's been really nice to see as well. Yeah. And again, there are some that, obviously when again the lockdown happened and they had to go to their back to their home universities because of whatever thing was happening and they still engage now and we're sort of what two and a half years later they've graduated ages ago but they're still sort of a part of the community just a voice that occasionally drops in says oh you know this is what I've been working on recently and things like that and that's really good you can see over time people who then move into a professional career but may still be a member of these platforms where with a lot of university systems once you leave university you're kicked out of teams you're kicked out of campus but here there's a platform which they could come back and potentially share, oh, I've just had this piece published or mm. I've just applied for this thing, here's, here's my experience of it, like here's the pitfalls and things like yeah, that. Yeah, definitely. Well, we actually had that well, no. happen quite recently. Um, someone who did, they did undergraduate um, degree with us and then did the MA with us okay. and then they published their, I think it's like an epic poem collection that they've been putting together that was right. part of their MA studies and they were sort of celebrating that on the Discord. Oh, Again, they weren't sort of a whole student when they did that when they yeah. did the publication, but it was us that they celebrated with because yeah, that was the community, the community. that they'd been a part of. 
myself. And again, that was, that was really nice to see. And again, every time someone gets that first publication, because I don't mind, it's, it's such a rush when the, <laughs> your name is there in print or online or however it is, and it's so exciting. You've 100 copies of it. Um, it's, just, and it's great to see those sort of starting to pop up in the Discord and the students yeah. talking about it, obviously congratulating each other and, and seeing, you know, how did you get this done? Oh yeah, I remember that from class. It's really interesting. You developed it in this way following feedback and that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think it does have that kind of professional application as well. Uh, which for me is really important because I know we talk a lot, don't we, about there's the high achievers in the class that really want to do everything. Yeah. They, they'll take you up on every optional activity you can do. And then there are perhaps students that maybe need a little bit more help that you want to give a lot of attention to to help them and progress forwards. And then there are sort of the, the, sort of the silent majority, I guess you'd call them, sort of the middle students that are doing fine but haven't necessarily got excuses to interact in that in that extracurricular way. And i found that's been a great way to engage with a lot of those students who perhaps otherwise might yeah. not get as engaged mm -hmm. because they can't actually you know there is a path forward for this magazine publication that we're mm -hmm. doing and also yes yeah, as, as a creative writing uh, lecturer i get a lot of links from people saying we're doing this magazine do you got any submissions and so i just post them all straight into the discord and make sure the students have access to them so they're just engaging with this as practitioners again rather than students that have yeah. to you know pass their degrees in order to be able to do this so, no you're a writer you're a writer now doesn't matter if you're in first year doesn't matter yeah. if you've been here for two weeks or two years mm -hmm. get some stuff out there see what they say collect your rejection letters that's what i do <laughs> And it's, and it's interesting, I suppose, listening to some of the other recordings we've done recently around like peer review and peer feedback. You've effectively created a space for that. And it might not be about a, a formal piece of assessment, but it's about the process and then the way they're thinking, which will then ultimately positively impact on formal pieces of assessment. Yeah, absolutely. So it's all about creative writing on those subjects, right? If, you, if someone helps you with developing a character in a piece that you're writing for a blog that you do every week and that yeah. no one's ever going to, so no, you're not going to submit for anything, that lesson on, oh, actually, yeah, my character's more engaging because I did this suggestion or action, this feedback, of course that feeds right into your assessments and suddenly yeah. your characters are much stronger. And it's really interesting as a sort of creative writing teacher, you can see that moment where something clicks and the work okay. just, again, you can't say I'm doing a little graph of going upwards, <laughs> but the work just shoots up because they've, they've got something and they've figured out an element of their style or something about their character's voice or the setting has become really clear and you just see that moment where it just really accelerates and the piece takes off. And should, we should say as well that this is all built to uh, well part of one of the reasons for your recent award win at the uh, Inspire <laughs> event at the university. Yeah, I remember that. No, oh, it's, yeah. it's, a, it's a nice, it's a nice award. It's probably hefty, hefty. It's, it's a hefty good spikes on it. As yeah, well. yeah. It's, uh, but no, but that, that, I think that you've mentioned a couple of times about you know your involvement in it all being the students, but I think that does recognise the efforts you've gone to create those spaces, mm. and, uh, and and obviously it's been recognised by the students. I think that's. I think you, you touched on it very early, the impact of, of the work, and, and I think there's evidence through there, so it's, it's good that it's been evidence formally by the university. Well, see, I say it was, it, was really, it was really kind. I, I read an article this morning that said that if you get an award, you're not supposed to say you're humbled, you're supposed to say you're honoured. So I will say, okay. I was honoured to honest. receive that award. Yeah. I've got, grammatically, I've got that correct. So. <laughs> but yeah, yes, it, was, it was really lovely to see that there was that, again, that kind of that engagement with it and that sort of the response, which for me was more just, you know, keep doing it. You know, if this yeah. is something that yeah. the students want, then make sure that it's still there for them. And yeah. that's why, you know, I've talked a lot about these things being responses to that initial COVID lockdown, but obviously yeah. they, they, they're still going now, and that's something I'm very passionate to get more students involved with. But again, I say, as much as it was okay, really lovely um, to be nominated in the first place, and to have my students say that they, they thought I was doing a good job was really, again, I was quite um, quite touched, let's say, <laughs> um, by that. But then to win it as well was was, was incredible. I still can't quite believe that, actually. Yeah. It, was, it was very, it was really lovely. We were there, we saw it. But the thing, what was, what's been sort of so um, nice about that kind of stuff is seeing that everything is sort of is still building on top of each other everything is yeah. still growing in that same kind of space that it was already yeah. so it's not sort of you know job done let's all leave it now it's making sure that it's constantly being built on that more people can engage with it and get involved 
Um, and so again, seeing just again, I keep saying this, I'll probably have to cut this out because I'm just going to keep repeating <laughs> myself, but it's it's so much the students' sort of hard work on this. Yeah. Um, to the point where, obviously, I don't know if we want to date this, but if I should say we're yeah, recording yeah, yeah. this, but we're recording this in the week before Welcome Week. Um, and my most recent post in the Discord was I've set up an event to meet our new first years and to show them you know, what a creative writing workshop is in Welcome Week before teaching starts. Does anybody want to volunteer and come in and meet them and do some group work and you know, share your yeah. experiences with them? And I think as of time of recording, I think I've had about eight emails. Wow. Um, and just within 24 hours of posting that message, just going, yeah, I, I love that when it happened for me. I want to make sure I keep that going. Mm. Um, and for me, that's the important thing that these communities are sort of self-replicating. It's not, you know, it worked for this group and now it's over with, but the mm. community keeps growing and building on itself. The positivity around yeah. it. Yeah, absolutely. And so that was, I, I, again, I really, I'm really grateful for the students and everyone who's volunteered. I definitely can make sure they can be involved with this and that they can engage with the new first years. Because again, I also think they, they'll, they'll ask questions that we don't know the answers to. Yeah. You know, I, I haven't been an undergraduate for a while. Someone yeah. says, you know, where's the best place to do your laundry? I don't, I don't know the answer. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I think there's a lot, anyway, where's the best place to go out and party? I like to pretend I was still there. Yeah. <laughs> probably, I'm probably out of date now. That closed five years ago. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so the, but being able to have people, again, that yeah. you can recognise on campus, that you can physically talk to, but that have kind of been in your shoes very recently, I think for me, is, is such an important part and, of and it. And to answer a question which perhaps might take a few days to get an answer to if we go through the university channels, you yeah. know, mm. just the way it works to get that immediacy. Absolutely. And, I said, I was and the friendliness. Well, yeah. Precisely. And there's always those questions they don't want to ask us as well. You know, yeah. Sometimes you don't want to say, right, I've, you've explained this assessment four times, but I, I'm yeah. still not getting it, but I feel almost embarrassed to come back yeah. to it again. Mm. Of course, the secret being, we never mind that. I would happily ask the question <laughs> yeah. again. But I appreciate you might not feel like you want to do that. So just not you know, going to a third year and saying, right, you did you did this module, didn't you? Yeah. What is that I'm looking for for yeah. that first assessment? And getting that clarity again from, oh yeah, well, when I did it, I thought about it like this. Yeah. You know, we bring out exemplars and things on Canvas sites and we show students previously successful um, applications of an assessment I think it's the exact same thing but just with that personal touch just with that oh yeah here's some good resources here's yeah. some good ways to think about it yeah mm. I did it this way I didn't completely mess up yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah that's great that sounds my big question though is what's the what's your go-to game what's the game that students like to see you mess up <laughs> well, to, to most of the time, so the one that I'm going to restart these um, these streams uh, yeah. next week on well, the Wednesday of Welcome Week, and I'll just I'll do them weekly from then on out. So again, whenever you're hearing this podcast, if it's towards a Wednesday, right. I'll probably yeah. do yeah. one that evening. TV slash I'm shooting some myself promote too much, but I'm going to keep doing no, it. Yeah, no. <laughs> Um, so I, what I, I like to do is, uh, is Jackbox games, which if you haven't played them before, it's kind of, they operate like Mentimeter does. You sort of okay. get your phone up, you get the code from the screen, and then you can play along on your phone. So I'm sort of, I'm hosting the game, but it's yeah. actually all students playing against each other. Okay. So you think yeah. like, here's a, you know, here's a sentence, fill in the gap with the funniest answer you can do, or right. who are the three people you'd like to meet at Christmas, or things like that, and sort yeah. of competing against each other, which is always really fun. And mm-hmm. um, I like to do those sort of icebreaker ones, again, to get students to just, you're mocking each other, I think is the best way to get to know each yeah. other, and that's, yeah. that's how it starts. <laughs> Um, with me, of course, leading the way and being yeah. uh, and being mocked. Um, but into after that, as we've played, they like like a lot of the online ones, which are competitive against other people, because I think that really shows in stark contrast how right. poor I am. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we play a lot of Fall Guys, which again, okay. if you know, yeah. you're a jelly bean in a costume, and you have to do <laughs> jumping challenges. And again, I'm very bad at it, yeah. but it's quite amusing. Yeah. Um, we played Sonic to start with, yeah. uh, but that was, again, I'm not as good at games as I thought I was because it's very quick. Sonic, yeah. like, this whole thing is that he's all about speed. It's very difficult to follow the chat. Yeah, talk to say, you really whilst watching going around and around in a loop. But he um, should do one of those simulators where you're just driving a truck around yeah. again. And just feel like, sorry, I've just got to change that into fourth gear now, right? Yeah, no, yeah, really yeah, no, no, off we go, yeah. 
Um, but we've also, I, I, well, I got in trouble for calling these retro games before because oh, okay. some people told me that retro games means like Pong and that kind of area. Oh, wow. But for me, retro games is an N64, so yeah, yeah, things yeah. like Banjo Kazooie and that kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> and we, we played, we played Banjo Kazooie. I think it's the only, it's one of the few games we actually played from start to finish on the stream. Right. So if you do an hour each week, so we kind of change games often because it can get a bit stale. But yeah. we played Banjo Kazooie all the way through. Oh, like a um, narrative, you see. Yeah. People are like rooting for you. I know. I really, I had never. When I was a child, and I played that game for the first time, I never finished it. But I finished it on the stream, oh, and then my glee when I did it. Was, that was not fame. That was that was real. You can't see me jumping around in my living room and excited. Um, we play a lot of indie games as well. So some yeah. really interesting ones. So we played um, Little Nightmares as well. We, did, we finished both one and two of that, which is sort of like a gothic-inspired um, platforming-style game. Yeah. Um, but again, I find that ones that have sort of shorter expected playtimes, so games that are supposed to last you sort of three to six hours or something like that, yeah. tend to work a bit better. Because then, you know, like I say, a month or two, you can actually play through the whole game. Whereas games, yeah, you know, I haven't played many RPGs because I haven't got sixty hours to do all yeah. the side quests and figure all the answers out. Yeah, well, actually, I did. Um, we, my first special guest was uh, was Chris Westerby from Game Writing, who, since we're talking about it, also won the Rising Star did, Award yeah, at yes. that uh, at that ceremony. He was my first special. He's guest. in line for a future podcast. Oh, excellent. <laughs> <laughs> I'd recommend it if you hadn't done it already. Um, and uh, he was my first special guest, and we both grew up playing Halo. So oh, that, okay. was, that was the first okay. um, twin game that we ever played, that first cop game we ever played, us two playing through Halo 3. Um, <laughs> because that's, again, that's what, 12, 15 hours worth of content. It's taken us two and a half years to finish it. Oh, so okay. towards the end of last trimester, Chris, I, got, I keep getting Chris into doing this, the streams with me. We finally did the final level of Halo and finished what we started in March 2020. Oh, I was very pleased about <laughs> that. We finally got to the end of it. <laughs> Yeah, and for the people who were with you at the beginning, that must have been quite nice to watch. And yeah. sorry, uh, when you have a guest, is it more of a conversation between the two of you, or are you still just reacting to what's happening in the chat? Kind of? Um, it's it's kind. Of, I think of it as like an author interview. Um, right. So students will post questions in the chat, and I'll ask those questions. But if they don't have any questions, I'll sort of ask some quite general ones about their practice and things. Obviously, yeah. starting off with you know, I, I do a lot of author interviews. That's kind of my go-to format for you know how you how you talk to someone in that, yeah. in that kind of space. Um, but again, I said mostly for my, my questions are quite gene- quite general in terms of, you know, what do you research, what are you writing at the moment, what did you do your PhD in, or what have you, you done your background research in, why whole, why do you teach okay. these kind of subjects, yeah, and just yeah, sort of giving yeah. that background to things. Mm-hmm. And I often find, I, I usually write down, I over-prepare for everything, yeah. apart from this podcast apparently, <laughs> um, but I, I have a huge list of questions to ask just in case, but I find I get sort of two or three questions yeah, and the students yeah. just take over. And again, that genuine enthusiasm, just all the questions popping up to the point yeah. where I'm sort of sitting there, I can't have to pause the live chat, because I have to scroll back. 20 minutes to find out these <laughs> questions that I've missed. Yeah. Whilst trying to jump over. Yeah, well, yeah. That's why I like doing those as cop, because then they can you know, take care of all the bad guys, whilst I just sort of right. stand in the corner and, and read the chat and engage with them. <laughs> Sounds perfect. Yeah. Yeah. But it's been nice for interdepartmental collaboration yeah. as well. Yeah, yeah, we, do, mm-hmm. we do creative writing in English and we do creative writing in films. Obviously, having Chris in to talk about creative writing, we've yeah. also had. Um, Laura Main and James Obrowski from Film who have come okay. in and uh, sort of talked about what they do as well which has been really nice to have that collaboration obviously we're School of Humanities there's School of Arts we do a programme together there's a lot of collaboration across yeah. there um, so that has been really nice as well to just have that engagement the students um, can see how you join up as well. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Because yeah. I think perhaps it's, it's sometimes it's a bit hidden the, yeah, the idea that yeah. we you know we do talk about you know, about writing, yeah. we talk about creativity, and we talk about you what we do. <laughs> and we just you just don't see that because you'll yeah, do it in yeah. someone's office or we'll do it in a meeting room, and you let yeah. it become public. Whereas it's quite nice to be able to demonstrate that, yeah. uh, and even areas that we don't you know have collaborations with. So again, yeah, so I've had I've had Kevin Christofferin from American Studies, okay. I've had Catherine Baker from History. Yeah. Again, just coming in and talking about what they do, and just students being just generally interested in what it is that they offer and what it is that they mm-hmm. study, even if they're not a historian or they're not an American studies student they're still engaged with what it is that they do and what it is that they study which has been fantastic 
Um, and obviously grows the community. You know, I, I keep saying creative writing, but this is not an exclusionary creative writing thing. I just offer it to the writers because those are the students that I know. Um, but we have students from American Studies who have got involved, right. students, students of history, students from film, students from game design, um, students from English literature. As you can imagine, there's quite, quite a few of those. Um, because you just hear about it and you're interested and want to be a part of it. And I never feel like you know, a creative community that has sort of big barriers to entry doesn't feel, yeah. like, doesn't feel like it makes a lot of sense to me. Yeah. So, yeah, everybody just gets involved. And again, there are people who aren't at Hull anymore or people who have never even come to Hull um, but heard about the stream and heard about the Discord through other means and are just interested in writing that have joined in as well, which has been really nice. So if the, the NSS scores with those other departments go up for learning community, say, I do nothing and then take all the credit. That's yeah. been my entire aim with all, all this stuff. <laughs> Well, that's been brilliant. Uh, yeah. Thank you very much for coming in, and even more so for bringing the nose out. Oh, thank you for having me. It's uh, always nice to have you. Another glass, yeah, after this. Yeah, and uh, we look forward to seeing how it develops, and maybe we'll come along to one of yours. And, and, uh, I say I hope you do. We've always, always got spots for special guests if you want to come in. Students yeah. would be more than happy to have you on board. I feel very yeah. confident saying that. So if you want to come along and play some games, I'll be uh, solitaire. My, my sweet man. So sweet sweet yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> they, still, they still come on computers nowadays. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, brilliant. Thanks a lot, Ed. Thanks for having me. Great. Thank you.